from Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Mitch from Buyer Foresight. Mitch, it's so nice to have you on. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to our conversation. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it, too. So, Mitch, to kick us off, can you tell me a bit about yourself as well as your company and what you guys are up to? Sure. Uh, my name is Mitch Spears. I'm Chief Revenue Officer and Co-Founder at Buyer Foresight. Buyer Foresight is an audience-based marketing company, and we'll talk about what the heck an audience-based marketing company is. But basically, we build audiences of prospects for B2B tech firms and facilitate interactions between our clients and prospects through research, partner ecosystem marketing, and field marketing services. Awesome. So how do you get into this space? What's your story? I've been in the marketing and sales field for many years and spent a good good amount of time in business-to-business media, building digital products for media companies. And I came across, met a really smart guy who's my co-founder back in about 2014. And we saw some unmet needs out in the marketplace for really at that time, it was just a, a better approach to demand generation. And we put this company together and now we're operating in six countries and are putting out, oh, all kinds of research. And we produced over 350 events in 2023. We've done all that with no outside investment, just bootstrapped ourselves because we kept listening to customers and built our business accordingly. That's awesome. I love it. So let's dive into marketing. So there's a lot of things going on in marketing these days and a lot of changes, a lot of discussion. What is top of mind for you? Uh, What's like that big thing you're thinking about or change you're working on or any insights you have. Yeah. Marketing is always top of mind for us because we're in the business of running marketing programs for our clients. We live and breathe it. And what we're seeing and what's top of mind for us is in order for us to succeed in our business, we need to capture the attention and and engagement of senior level executives, right? Our clients always want to talk to the C-suite or the vice president and maybe reluctantly to some directors. They want senior level decision makers. They want conversations with those kinds of people. And they come to us usually because they're struggling to get in front of those people because those people are absolutely inundated with thousands of competing marketing messages. And the explosion of things like generative AI that have made content production, mediocre content production, but content production nonetheless, so easy to create vast quantities of content has only muddied the waters further. So we've been uh, thinking hard because it's an existential issue for us of how do we stay ahead of this? How do we help our customers to really engage with prospects or, or get their attention to just even put them in the same room together. It's a non-trivial challenge these days. Our focus is something that we call, it's not just us, but not a lot of people are doing this, something called audience-based marketing. 
And, and the idea is instead of trying to grab the attention of your prospects by over-emailing them or by running ad programs on social like LinkedIn or by investing a lot in paid search ads or content syndication or any of the usual suspects that people try to do to scale their marketing and prospect acquisition efforts, we think that it makes more sense to start building your own community of prospects and customers, building your own media brand. So instead of uh, taking a content marketing approach that's here's all my cool case studies and marketing collateral and how awesome we are, we try to build or, or build for our clients content that is useful that's not a, doesn't have a marketing ulterior motive, but is this is how you do this. Here's the you know results from this latest research, or here's an opportunity for you to sit in a room with other chief security officers and talk about this topic for a couple hours and learn from each other with and all of which all of all of those without any explicit expectation of uh, a sales outcome and. So why would anyone do that? <laughs> but especially when B2B marketers and, and salespeople are under pressure to deliver closed business fast and all of their efforts are aimed at closing those deals and keeping their jobs. And that's reasonable. But the fact is that only 10% of your addressable market is actually in market at any given time. So with that single-minded focus on, I've got to close this stuff fast, Marketers and salespeople are ignoring that 90% of their addressable market that could be their customer, maybe their customer in the future, but because they're not in market today, they basically get ignored except for some nurture campaigns that are half-hearted efforts at best. So audience-based marketing is a, an approach that recognizes that building trust, credibility, and relationships is a necessary foundation for not only converting your near-term prospects, but building awareness and good feelings from that much larger audience of people who should be your customers, but aren't yet. I love this approach. Can you give me like a example of what that would look like either for yourself or for a client? Sure. The beauty of this is while it can be, it isn't a strategic approach, right? You don't, it's not something you flip a switch and boom, you're done. Right? It, it, it's a long-term strategy, but you can start small. I'll give you an example of starting small with something like this. We have a program that we do with some of our clients called BioForsight Oracle, spelled with an AU instead of an OR. And that program is, starts with some qualitative research interviews where we ask questions and that are designed to uh, produce open-ended answers about what is that prospect struggling with? What motivates them to, to buy these kinds of solutions or what intractable challenges are they really struggling to, to solve? And we do a few of those, 10, 15, 20 of those. And we usually find some great insights uh, that some of which will actually be unexpected, right? Answers to questions we didn't think to ask that come out in these conversations. So we generally have some really interesting conclusions from that. And then we take that and we do a survey to a larger audience to validate what we think we learned. 
And then we take both of those together and turn it into a research report, which typically has some really interesting um, proprietary insights that um, not only is our client interested in, but those people we talk to are interested in it too, because it directly um, affects their day-to-day -day work. So then we take that research report and we turn it into a, a reason for people to gather together for a half-day conference, for a dinner, for a meetup, whatever it is. And so running through all of that is we're giving them some value, research report, free, nice dinner, talk about this stuff with their peers, but we're taking the we're taking advantage of the of being able to learn from them, to talk to them, to gain their trust, to understand what they care about. And and in so doing, we're planting the seeds of what could become a community, right? Because let's say you get 20 people to come to your half-day conference or 50 people, maybe five of those are ready to have a sales conversation, but the rest of them aren't but they're still smart people. They're still interested in the problems that you solve. So let's figure out a way to keep talking to them. And the way that we do that is this audience-based marketing approach. That Oracle program from research to event is a great way to start that process. I love that. So if I'm like a marketing leader out there thinking about this, or maybe I'm a CEO and I'm like, you wanna take this audience-based marketing approach, what advice would you have uh, for me. If I'm out there listening today and I'm like, I want to get started on this, like any advice, any places that are good to start, any mm -hmm. landmines to avoid? That yeah, sort of thing. yeah it, it, it's easy and hard at the same time, right? The, the biggest landmine is to approach this as a conventional marketing effort. And, and a conventional marketing effort often, unfortunately, starts with me thinking about, okay, how can I sell my stuff? And how can I tell the value story of my product? And how can I highlight how my product has these three key advantages over all my competitors? That's not the right place to start. The place to start is with your prospects' pain points and the things that they're struggling with that you can solve. And so the, the first step is to get outside your own conference room and talk to these people and listen to them right? <laughs> and in fact, go out with a research mindset at first to really get a reset on what do they actually care about? Because it's a very natural thing for marketers to develop a buyer persona and actually sometimes invest a lot of time and money in doing so and treat that as the Bible, maybe tweak it over time. You're talking to salespeople, whether buyers' priorities are changing this way. Okay, so let's tweak our targeting and our messaging based on that. And it drifts over time, right? And fundamentally, it's not, if everything is viewed through the lens of how do I make a sale, you miss out on those opportunities. So start by researching, start by asking questions and listening and build programs based on how do I help them solve those problems without it devolving into a sales pitch? Because eventually, and sooner than you think sometimes, the response from those people you're seeking to learn from will be, oh, you guys do this? Can we talk about that? And then naturally, organically, you get into a sales conversation, but you got to start it by giving them value first. That value exchange is your great tools and experiences and content in exchange for their attention and participation in the conversation with you and with their peers. I love that. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit here and ask you a bit of a different question. So 
if you could go back in time, is there anything you wish you would have known on early in your career that you know now today? You're like, hey, I would highlight this. Hmm. So many things. <laughs> it's hard to think of of any one thing, but I guess I, I guess I would I wish I had discovered the power of really engaging with prospects um, early on and embrace that earlier in my marketing career. Early days, I, I, I spent um, several years in marketing leadership roles at Panasonic. And it's a big company, big market, obviously a consumer market. And I think it, I could have really moved that business in some cases if I had known what I know now about really getting into the consumer's head about what they like and don't like what they care about and really relied heavily on that as the North Star for putting together not only marketing, but product positioning. So mm. I, yeah, that I, I, I would love to have been able to go back in time and, and, and change things in that way. Absolutely. So as we're wrapping up today's episode, any last remaining words of wisdom, any advice you have out there for? I'd say take a breath, step back, and take the time to go and talk to not just prospects, but your customers. And you probably are talking to your customers, but maybe maybe it's mostly in a transactional way. Um, I know a lot of companies do this. They go in and spend a day at their customers in their customer's office or on the factory floor or wherever they do business. And, and doing that is, is so valuable. And of course it builds relationships and that's useful as well, but um, get into conversations with both prospects and customers and really listen and let them lead about what's important to them. And it's amazing what you'll learn and how far that will go towards building a positive relationship between you and your customers. I love it. Mitch, it's been amazing to have you on today. Thanks so much for joining the podcast, sharing all your wisdom and insights. Thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity, Brad. Absolutely.